something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love. And the only thing. Let's just start over. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings is talking about weddings. I got it out that time. <laughs> you did. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to keep the flub in. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pammy, welcome to Wedding Confessionals. Yes. It's the show where listeners submit anonymous confessionals or rants. They're sometimes. Uh, uh, complaints. Yeah. Sometimes questions. Yeah. Sometimes interesting stories. Just fun stories. Yeah. From the past. Exactly. And every week we like to have on a guest. We do. To um, help us answer these questions and help us with the confessionals. And we want to get to know them. Yes. Um, I think you should introduce this guest. It's your it's your buddy. It is. So today's guest is, um, oh, I'm very lucky. My I got married into knowing this guest. Um, my husband's, one of his best friends, it's his mother, um, who happens to be um, a dancer, and she does the, um, she does art department for um, shows you've probably seen, like Parenthood, and um, what else? I know, let's see. We did About a Boy, we did Pure Genius, we did Telenovela, Menendez Murders, and we're now working on Good Girl Season 2. There you go. This is Nancy Jordan. Hi. Hi. Happy to be here. (laughs) Welcome. Nancy works. Those are cool shows. Yeah. Um, So um, Pam is taking... Oh, I'm sorry. For the first <laughs> time ever, I think the listeners deserve to know what just happened. Pamela, tell them what you just did. I just took off my sweater because I was warm. Are you warm in my house for the first time ever? For the first time ever. Wow. I, I am dressed like winter, though. I still have my scarf on. And oh no, I don't have the beginning on anymore. But yeah. Yeah. I, I'm floored. Who are you? <laughs> I, I don't even it's know the if wine. we continue recording. I'm it's so shocked. It's oh, it's the wine? Mm-hmm. Okay, it worked. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, Nancy, the way the show works is we like to dive into your personal history of weddings. Oh, boy. So, um, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about your wedding. But in general, do you remember how old you were when you went to your first wedding? I think I was an adult. Because when I was growing up, children weren't invited to weddings. And in fact, Stephen and I were talking about it, and I think my wedding is the first wedding I remember going to. And Stephen's your husband? Yes. Um, what really? part of town? Did, what part of the country did you grow up in? On the East Coast. He's okay. a born and bred Manhattanite. Yeah. And I grew up in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Right on. And was it a big family for you, or no? No, I had two sisters. He had one brother, fourteen years younger than he. So you know. Not terribly big. Not cousins that you ever went to their weddings or aunts and uncles? Uh, cousins, yes, but I got married first. I wow. was I was the groundbreaker. Whoa. Wow. How old were you when you got married? 23. Okay. So, wait, so is it Steve or Steven? Steven. Steven. When did you meet Steven? How did you meet Steven? We met when we were 19. Uh-huh. We were both at the Juilliard School. He was getting his bachelor's in bassoon, of all things, and I was in the dance division. 
And uh, I saw him in an academic class. We actually had a few of those, not many. <laughs> and uh, I thought, oh, well, this guy's kind of cute. Sort of, <laughs> sort of like him. And uh, we started dating at 19. And the rest is history, as they say. Young oh love. Yeah, I love it. Young artsy love. Yeah, I, I brought him. I went home and I said to my mother, I said, you know, he's kind of short. He's a little bit chubby. He's got cap teeth. <laughs> I said, but I think this is the guy for me. <laughs> Way to sell it, Nancy. <laughs> yes, Stephen's adorable. And my mother met him and she goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yes. He's wonderful. I, said, I have never yeah, met him and now I have this trollish man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, he's, he's adorable. <laughs> he is. So how did Stephen propose? Well, he didn't. Oh, We uh, dated for four years. And after we graduated, we went to the Aspen Music Festival for the summer. He worked as a, a techie, moving pianos, and I worked in the office. And we had a wonderful four months. And we went back. I had an apartment on... 30th and Madison by myself and he went back to his family's apartment on 79th and Columbus and you know he had maid service and food and everything and he went back right back into his life and I'm sitting there in my apartment by myself going this ain't quite working for me (laughs) so (laughs) after about six months we were in New Jersey at a shopping mall and we got an escalator at Macy's and I said so what are we doing I said, we're either going to like move this thing forward or we're not. I need an answer by the time we get off this escalator. Okay, right. By right? the top. Yeah. yeah. And he I said, like so it. He said, so. what do you want to do? You want to get married? And I said, yeah. He said, okay. <laughs> so you kind of asked him. Yeah. I, did. I like it. I did. And did you go to Macy's and pick out a ring? Like what happened? No, no, no. We had we had no money, so <laughs> we went to an antique store and uh, picked out this little garnet ring here, fifty five bucks, and still to this day, it works. Aww. Yeah. yeah. So I love and, that. yeah. That, w- that was our very romantic engagement. <laughs> Are we doing this? So yeah. how is it planning a wedding when you've never been to one? How do you know what to do? And not having any money. Yeah. Well, we had no money, and I wasn't going to ask my parents for to pay for the wedding because my father had just retired, and so we paid for it ourselves um, six months, We got married at the Church of the Epiphany on York Avenue in New York because I really didn't have a church affiliation, and he did. And we had the reception in the church basement, so we started with that. But at that point, he was also working in a lot of commercials um, because as a bassoonist, there's 10,000 bassoonists and 30 jobs in the country. Sure. So we had to supplement income. So we had a lot of connections through the film industry, so to speak. And so we had York Floral do our flowers because that was the florist that they always used. We did a caterer called The Party Box, which was a terrific caterer and put out a spread. It was all buffet. 
um, you know, things like raw asparagus, which in 1976, nobody ever heard of before. It's like, how can you eat a raw asparagus? Really? <laughs> we had... Uh, Bite down. <laughs> yeah. We had a trio play the music because Justin Delajoyo, who was in school with us, his father's Norman Delajoyo, was a very famous American composer. He put together a trio for that. Um, I had Richard Abaddon's assistant do my wedding portrait for me because Stephen's mother, who was also in the film industry, uh, had a connection through that. So we had that done. And uh, we put together a wedding, which was the dance world meets the film world. Yeah. And it was great. It was a crazy crazy group of people so that was a (laughs) fun reception it was i mean people (laughs) i mean years later they came out and they said that is the most fun we ever had at a wedding yeah there was no seating arrangement people just sat where they wanted to yeah and the dancing went on like crazy um i made my own dress i picked it out from a magazine and i went down with my mom and we sort of put the pattern together and it was the best three weeks I can think of because every day I'd get on my bike and I would bike around. She lived in Cape May, New Jersey. And then we'd come back and we'd sew. I made all my bridesmaids dresses, um, trying to make it sort of a generic thing that would look good on everybody. And Was that your sisters? Yeah, I had two sisters and my roommate from college. So that was it. It was very small. We didn't have big to-dos. There was uh, a bachelor party, which was at a strip club. Um, yeah, Stephen. You know, yeah. <laughs> but the next day he had to go then talk to the priest because, you know. Oh. <laughs> so he's like, that was planned nicely. He's reeking of scotch, you know. It's like <laughs> talking to the priest. But there were no bachelorette parties. We did have a wedding shower, but it was co-ed because at that time, you know, it was like, and I was lying on the couch in the apartment saying, oh, I don't really feel like going out. And he says, no, you have to go. You have to get dressed. I'm like, why do I have to go? Why do I have to get dressed? He says, because it's a surprise party for you. You have to go. Oh, so, no. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, so we'll your go. wedding shower was a surprise? Well, theori- theoretically, until I was told I had to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we did that. And... Um, it was just, uh, it was $3,000, and my father drove to New Hampshire to buy liquor at the liquor store because it was cheaper up there. Nice. So he paid for the liquor. He brought the liquor back, but his best friend also showed up with a trunk full of liquor because he was afraid my father wouldn't have brought enough. <laughs> so, I like that's a good friend. friend. Yep, yeah. that's a good yeah, friend. Yeah. It was a good friend. <laughs> so, you know, it was just... Um, I didn't want formal pictures. We just had candids. And his grandmother was late for the wedding. And I said, I'm not starting the wedding without her because in New York traffic, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Grandma Annie. So we waited and we waited for her. But we were very lucky because we had friends from Juilliard. And so we had a beautiful violinist who was playing for the wedding. You know, we had a lot of people who came and they contributed which was really quite lovely. And, uh, hey, you know, everybody says, I'll remember the moment when he said, kiss the bride, and I kissed him, and I patted him on the back. And they said, it was like you were saying to him, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Everything will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) So that worked out. That worked out pretty well. But, 
yeah, it was, it was, what can I tell you? We did it ourselves. We, yeah. No like wedding, it. There were no, no wedding planners. There was nothing and it just went. I love it. Well, besides your own, you've also had, you've been the mother of the bride yes. and also the mother of the groom. Yes. Yes, I have. Do you have to do anything for that? Or are you just laid back? Or I thought I wasn't going to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan's mother is in Wisconsin. This is the bride of, of your son. My son. Got it. Yeah. So there was a lot that went into it. And Pam was kind enough to loan us her property so that we could have the wedding shower there. Yes. They threw oh. the most beautiful shower and delicious shower at my house. Yeah. For we, we, got our, we got our caterers from the show to come. And we got the set dressers to come. And they decorated the place. My backyard and, never looked so good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we made a contribution there. My daughter's wedding was something of a um, laugh riot, I have to say. Because <laughs> they didn't really plan ahead. And they wanted to have it outdoors, but they didn't realize that, of course, you needed to have permits to do it in a park. So the first park they picked was a dog park, and I suggested maybe that's not really a good idea, Yeah, a dog yeah. park for obvious reasons, nor could you have liquor, nor could you have music. So then they moved the venue. This is all two days before they got married. So then they moved the oh venue. Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, yeah, 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 to another one. And that didn't work out because they didn't have the permit and in time. And I have 125 people coming and no place for the reception. And so... What? Yeah. Oh, no, goodness. Like, uh, so <laughs> we, ha we had every friend, every relative trying to help us pull this thing off. And my son-in-law was a DJ at the time, and he worked at an underground club, which we decided we would turn into the wedding reception. I mean, it's all black. <laughs> the whole place is all black. So all of my friends, oh my God, I love them to death. They're down there <laughs> stringing lights and trying to turn this into a wedding reception. And <laughs> This is amazing. No, this is not amazing. This was exhausting. Well, you're such a planner. So, I mean, this didn't, had to have been driving you crazy. It didn't matter how much I planned. <laughs> Did you see this coming like weeks before where you're like, this is not going to work out well, as I, we thought? I just kept saying, where are we going to do this? They're like, oh, it's okay. It's cool. It's veil. It's like, no problem. I'm like, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean... So your daughter had her wedding reception in an underground club? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. How and did it look with all the lights? I, it looked as well as we could possibly make okay. it look. Yeah. The poor Lord goth. <laughs> and a friend of hers who was a chef was catering it, and he was out in the back alley with his barbecue. The guy, I think he must have lost 15 pounds in sweat trying to get the food out. But we did have the very best bartender in the world because oh. that bartender just was like, he got, he made it, he made it a success because everybody was then, you know, like thoroughly stewed and it was fine. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> who cared? <laughs> At that point. <laughs> but, oh, Anything's a pretty wedding venue after, you know, two drinks. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Or six or seven. What? Yeah. And everyone's having fun anyway. It's not like the bride yeah. and the groom didn't care, right? So the vibe was happy. They had fun. Yeah. My son-in-law's father was the officiant, and he kept calling Stephen Scott, which is okay. Oh, dear. But then he forgot about the rings. So at some point, a friend of ours called out and said, what about the rings? It was one oh, of those. During the ceremony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. geez. You had a heckler during the ceremony? Well, <laughs> a, hel- a helpful heckler. Yes. Stephen's <laughs> best friend said, I think you forgot the rings. He goes, oh, the rings. Scott, do you have the rings? It's like, no, it's Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There was a guy named Scott in the crowd and be like, no, no, (laughs) (laughs) not that guy, a different guy. Oh, man. So it's it's been a wedding experience. And I have to say, I hope both of these keep because (laughs) I'm I'm out of the wedding business. (laughs) Totally out of the wedding business. That's amazing. Well, we definitely know her history of weddings now. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, I've been in a few weddings i was yeah. at my sister's wedding i was seven months pregnant that was quite the adorable scene oh yeah but uh, mostly it's been relatives nieces nephews you know cousins will you travel for a wedding yes we yeah. have travel we just got back from philadelphia where my nephew got married and uh but it was, it was funny. When we got married, we were sort of looked at as the social experiment because it was 1976. Nobody got married in 76. Why? It was really? Vietnam. Oh. It was civil rights. It was everything. And everybody's looking at me like, why do you marry the guy? Why don't you just live with him? You know, it's like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you changing your name? What are you doing? And it's like... It was sure. a completely different time. So we were the groundbreakers, and everybody looked at us as the great experiment. Can you actually get married and have a work? And then when I got pregnant, it was like, can you actually have a career and make it work? So we were the guinea pigs for quite a long time. And my next friend who got married happened on the beach in Long Island, and but that's the last I mean we did not attend wedding after wedding after wedding after wedding the way people do today you know when all their yeah, friends get married that, the yeah, 20s yeah. where everyone starts to like the push yeah no we didn't that that did not occur huh did yeah. everyone get married later or just not at all sometimes later sometimes not at all yeah well also especially i imagine the whole group with the whole juilliard we've talked about this on the show before where we find people that gravitate towards moving to big cities and taking on careers that the whole marriage thing is not a top priority whereas if you stay in your hometown and you kind of have all the that stuff already taken care of like where are you going to be what do you want to be and that's already kind of checked off the list then the, the the marriage can kind of be like the next thing on the list yeah. Whereas if you're a little busy and you're moving around and you're experimenting with life and you're sort of not as settled, I think it's harder sometimes for people to even imagine getting married. I think for Stephen and I, we were very serious about life from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, I was going to dance and that's what I did. And he played the bassoon and that's what he did. So when you have that kind of seriousness early on, that to get married young is not that far astray because it's always been kind of a serious pursuit there was never a 10 years of figuring out what I wanted to do right that didn't exist yeah you know it was always purpose purpose driven so for us this was just 
you know, the next step. You so. found your perfect match. I, I like think that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I think How the long experiment have you been worked. 42 years. Oh, that's and, amazing. Uh, we've been an item for 46 years. Ooh, an item. An I item. like that. We've been an item. <laughs> <laughs> Snappy. <laughs> You know, it, it hasn't all been roses, but uh, you know, never is. <laughs> somehow, if you laugh enough, yeah, you know, I like it. You're in good shape. <laughs> so, best worst, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Ask it, Pammy. Oh, what um, what was the best part and the worst part of the whole wedding process for you? Oh gosh, that's hard because this is going to sound kind of soppy. The, I think the best part was when my father came to pick me up at the apartment before he was going to take me to the church. He said, you know, I couldn't come here without a shot of vodka. And that was about 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and, at that, and at that point, the waterworks started. And I Aww. started to cry. And I cried for 24 hours. Oh. Honest oh. to God, I couldn't. I, I, I was the messiest, awful-looking bride you'd ever seen. Oh, no. <laughs> because I think that was the first moment when it occurred to me that this is, like, the major change. Yeah. It's a big step. You know, yeah. This is a transition in your life. And so it's a combination of best and worst, but it was best because it reminded me of what I had and where I was going to. The sad part was Stephen looked at me after 24 hours and goes, what did I do? <laughs> I said, you didn't do anything, honey. It was all fine. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was good. Um, the worst, you mean the worst part of my own wedding? Yeah. Is there anything that was just difficult for you in the planning process or was just kind of the thing that bothered you the whole time? Gosh, that's hard because maybe you had a very also it's been so many years you forget all the dumb stuff. Yeah, maybe it doesn't right. matter. Because the dumb stuff didn't matter and I don't think it even mattered to me at the time. Another best part, two grandmothers were there. Yeah. I didn't have any grandfathers there, but I had two grandmothers. Wow. You know, I, and it, it makes me sad to think about my grandchildren because there probably won't be any grandparents at their weddings. Oh you know, well, if you do the math. You never know. Stick you know, it out. You know. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> My walker. <Yeah. laughs> Hobbling in. Uh, worst part. Worst part, I think, is remembering the guests that were there. And remember, this was the middle 70s. And so many of them have passed. Oh, and yeah. they've all passed from AIDS. Yeah. New so, York City. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that, to me, is the hardest part when I look back at the pictures. Yeah, and, yeah. And I see them. So it wasn't something in particular that happened during my wedding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, the people that should still be here. Yeah. I think that's the... And there were a lot of white suits, I got to tell you. <laughs> well, it was Saturday Night Fever. I mean, come on. Disco, <laughs> right? Yeah. White oh, suits. Hello. Yes. I love yeah. it. Those would have yeah. glowed in an underground um, little party place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that to the underground club. That's a reception <laughs> I would have liked to have been at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like a white suit. Oh, God. And, and vest. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be able to pull it out and not end up with stains is amazing. Well, I can't promise that. <laughs> Yeah. Might have left with some stains after that one. You guys danced well, so probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. 
Pammy. Yeah. You ready to go on to confessionals? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. So confessionals um, are anonymous. Oh, I did this part. I don't have to do this part again. Oh, yeah. I did it in the beginning. Yeah. Great. I'll go back to drinking my wine and let you talk. <laughs> Number one is you. Oh, you gave yourself a long one. I did. Oh, I, I did. love it. You, you were generous. Pammy, you want to read number one? I'm going to. Here we go. Dear Brooke, Ruth, and guests. Wait, I skipped myself. Let's try that again. No, we're keeping that in. You're not allowed to give Dear any advice on this. Dear Brooke, Pam, Ruth, and guests. I can read. <laughs> First of all, I love your podcast. I've been listening nonstop since I got engaged. Can't stop, won't stop. Thank you. Second of all, I'm sorry this one is so long. I wanted to give you all the facts so you didn't have to speculate. Thank love you it. again. Yeah, this is fun. Here it goes. I got engaged a couple of weeks ago, and I'm really excited to be getting married to my best friend. The problem with marrying one's best friend is it makes it hard to pick a female, quote unquote, best friend to be my maid of honor. I still consider my high school best friend, let's call her Miranda, my best friend on paper. We used to refer to each other as sisters, but since since high school, we've grown apart and moved into the negative aspects of being sisters. She's snappy at me and only talks to me when she needs advice for things that are too embarrassing to talk to anyone else about. For purposes of this question, let's call her Miranda. I have another friend who I'm around more often. She's really excited about my wedding. Let's call her Charlotte. I see a pattern. Yes, I see where this is going. Well, with the names at least. I've seen that show. (laughs) We've been friends for a long time as well, but not as long as Miranda and I. I wanted to make Charlotte my maid of honor because she was so excited and sweet about the engagement, and she's actually the one who introduced me to my fiancé, who shall shall henceforth be referred to as Mr. Big. Sure. (laughs) And has generally been a better friend to me and Mr. Big, and she's already planning our engagement party and helping in in other ways. I was struggling to pick between Miranda and Charlotte, but ultimately felt that Miranda would be offended if she wasn't chosen, and it would cause drama in our friend group if she wasn't my maid of honor, and honestly, I thought we were still BFFs. Charlotte, on the other hand, would not be offended, and already has a lot to do for the wedding, and I thought I could honor her in other ways, like having a special thank you to her at the wedding. So I asked Miranda if she would be my maid of honor. She told me she would think about it and asked me to consider making the wedding at a time of year with, that would be cheaper for her and suggested letting me pick, letting her pick her own dress. <laughs> she said it would be hard for her to coordinate from afar. She lives a long, away, long way away and would have to call in some of the other bridesmaids to help her. I ended up saying I'd plan my own bachelorette party and that I didn't need every anything elaborate. We ended the conversation with me saying that I'd let her know when the date was and she could decide then. She said it would be fine to let someone else be my maid of honor. I feel so horrible that my best friend gives so few shits about my wedding. I know it's a long way for her to go, but she really needs to come back to our hometown anyway around that time for some business. And I was going to let my bridesmaids choose their dress anyway, but I wanted it to be a nice gesture from me, not at the request of someone else. I went from elation at planning my wedding to feeling like my wedding is this narcissistic punishment I'm inflicting on my friends. Now, every time I look at a new venue or a new dress, I feel sad. Should I just ask Charlotte to be my maid of honor and tell Miranda she's been replaced? 
Or would that be more dramatic? Should I make them both maids of honor? Or should I let Miranda be my maid of honor but plan everything myself if she comes, even if she even comes? Thanks in advance from Sucks in the City. Aw, Sucks in the City. We love all your wordplay. It's so fun. It's very fun. So you're Carrie. Yes. She's Carrie, right? She's, she's married Mr. Big. Yes. Okay. Um, she's asking what to do with her dilemma. Is this actually a dilemma? Nancy, what do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> no dilemma. Skip Miranda. Go straight to Charlotte. Team Charlotte. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There may be a lot of extenuating circumstances as to why she doesn't want to do it, but I think she's making it pretty clear that she doesn't. Right? That's what I think too, Pammy. Yeah. I I agree and you know, she does ask the question, um, should she replace her with Charlotte or should she make them both maids of honor? What do you think about that? No. That's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. The two maid of honor thing. It's like you can't have two presidents. It's one person needs to be in charge. Agreed. You got to just just go with one. Just man. do it. Pick also, one. Miranda doesn't want to do it. She's yeah. basically told. The thing is, is this. The odds of ring, ring, a friend calls you on the phone and says, hey, I'd like to give you this big responsibility. Even if you want to say no, it's really hard to say no. Yes. You know what I mean? This is supposed to be like a, a you know, a, a, a gesture of your long friendship with this person and how close you are. And this is a big moment in your life. But at the end of the day, clearly Miranda's thinking about all the things that she's going to have to do. And it is just not fitting into her calendar or her budget. Yeah. Like this isn't working out for her. It doesn't mean she doesn't like the guy you're marrying. She doesn't like you. I just think that she's not the right fit for this role. At and this the, time. And the good thing is that you got somebody in the wings. Yes. Dying to come in. Yes. Yes. Your Charlotte understudy needs to yes. be put in. Well, you, <laughs> put her you, in, coach. You would hope that somebody would do it with joy. Yeah. Joy at the happiness for what you're going to do. Because, you know, the bottom line is it's not about anything except this this union yeah it's it's really not about the parties it's not about any mm-hmm. of that stuff yeah it really is about this ceremony where they commit to each other yeah. so you want somebody who's going to do it with joy yes yes agreed i totally agree i also think it's so ballsy the idea of saying could you move it to a date that works better for like yeah. a cheaper flight for me for me <laughs> That was amazing. That's so Miranda, actually. And then being like, I'm going to have to pick out the date. I'm going to have to pick out my dress. Um, It's crazy. The one thing I will also say, (laughs) since we already clearly are shitting on Miranda and choosing Charlotte, which is like, whatever. Also, like, it doesn't mean Miranda's a bad person. It sounds like you guys have sort of grown apart. You know, you used to be super tight in high school. You've all kind of grown a little bit in different directions. That's cool. You still have memories. Yeah. And your dynamic, your friendship is changing. Maybe it's good that you're not as close as you used to be. It sounds like you're attempting to be and you're snipping at each other. And it's just, you know, you'll figure it out long term what your long term relationship will be. There are ebbs and flows in relationships and that's friendships included. Like we talk about marriages going, you know, a long time and the ups and the downs and the different versions of what happens along the way. But that can be very true for long term friendships as well. 
But so, Charlotte is yeah. also probably closer socially to the people that would want to be involved. Yeah, and she, it sounds yes. like she lives near you. Yeah. Yeah, like so, logistically. We'll make it so much easier in all the planning to yeah. have somebody who's right there. Um, also, just throwing out there that um, you mentioned that you now are feeling narcissistic. Like everything you do is now awful because of all of this. Like you feel like you're being, you know, unreasonable. You're not. Narcissistic Enjoy punishment. Yourself. I yeah. love that. Make Miranda the flower girl. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like my my view is what's going to happen is that you'll put Miranda in the wedding. Yeah. She'll be a bridesmaid who shows up the last minute. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big deal. And there are plenty of bridesmaids like that where it's just like you come in from out of town, mm-hmm. you slap on the dress, you represent childhood. Because that's usually what happens in the whole wedding party thing. Like you mentioned, you had sisters and then you had your college friend. And that was, you know, your college roommate who was really important to you at the time. And it's like that and represents. Still is. Yeah. But yeah. in the moment you were getting married, that was a representation of somebody from your a very newer person in your life. Was your sisters were obviously your childhood. So people do that all the time where they have, you know, my childhood best friend and then the girl that I met recently and then my sisters. So yeah. it's not that weird. No, it's I not. I think it's fine. But You're that's fine. also the thing that's amazing to me about weddings now is the wedding parties are so huge. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're huge. It's like everybody I ever knew. Let's put them <laughs> in the wedding. <laughs> yeah. We Rolling know. deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in third grade together. Get on in here. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a dress. <laughs> All right. Um, number two? Yeah, okay. let's do it. Short and sweet. Love it. Dear wedding confessionals, I'm having a black tie wedding in eight months. Ooh, very fancy. Fancy. Um, and my soon-to-be sister-in-law slash bridesmaid has just announced that she is pregnant and is due in six months. Mm. Okay, so, okay, got it. The father of the baby is my fiance's brother and the best man. She has wanted this for a while, and I'm elated for her, but she has self-invited her baby to our wedding. The thought of a two-month-old at my wedding does not make me happy, and my parents are paying for the wedding, and my mother has forbid the baby from coming. But at the same time, I'm going to be an auntie? So, from ring versus bump. So... Is she asking, is she just telling us what's going on, trying to figure out what she should do? Is this a question or just a, this is crazy? We're going to give advice anyway, right? We are. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so basically. The She's going to have a two month old. Two month old at the wedding. Yes. The, this is the um, sister-in-law slash bridesmaid has a two month old. Yes. Um, and she's asking, she's basically not asking, she's telling her the baby's going to be at my wedding. And everyone else involved is like not thrilled the idea of the baby being at the wedding. Well, I think she's just assuming because she's part of the wedding and being away from a two month old for long periods of time is going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that the mother has forbid it. But I mean, in my thing, I, what my you advice. What's the baby shows up? I forbid you. I know. That would be amazing. No, I mean, it, maybe it depends on where they're having the ceremony, but there's going to be hopefully a space that maybe you can have a, a sitter, nanny, somebody close, somebody that you feel comfortable with. That's what I was going to say. That is close by, that can watch the baby. You can go, you know, nurse if you need to and take breaks and, and see the baby and then come back. But keep that baby close by, but not necessarily at the wedding. I don't, th- I think it's the ceremony. 
as opposed to the party. Yeah. So if you have somebody, a nanny or a babysitter or whatever, for the 20 minutes the ceremony goes on, that can take the baby to another area so that if the baby decides to have a fit, it's not going to interrupt the ceremony. Yeah. And then when you get to the party, it's going to be so loud. And, you know, you can always take the baby outside if something goes on or whatever, but nobody's going to care at the party. Yeah. yeah. This is only about really hearing the vows and all of that. So you bring somebody to assist you for that yes. short period of time. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, because it's going to be tough for her to leave the baby for you know, that long. Yeah. Because especially if it's a bridesmaid, they're expected to kind of be with you beforehand and getting ready. And it's just... You have to be, I had a, um, in my wedding, um, Krista was Mm -hmm. one of my bridesmaids, um, Paul, who's been on the show, Paul Keola, his sister. Mm -hmm. And he, she, she had a pretty young baby. I got married in September and the baby was born. I think he was in April. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty tiny little baby. And of course she had to bring the baby, you know, the baby was basically forbid it. I mean, I forbid the baby, but I wasn't really planning on having kids at the wedding. That's true. Right. But I mean, logistically, this is your infant and you got to take care of your baby and you're a mother and that's okay. And life happens and changes happen. And I think yeah. it's fine. I think the mother just didn't want to have the ceremony interrupted by a screaming baby. Right. But Which, the baby I mean, it's doesn't... a black tie event. So yes. yeah, I can see that that's but a little more formal than your backyard wedding if it's a black tie event that means it's a big space which means there's a space for that baby exactly yeah. and you know what the, i mean if, the if there's baby, money there's space if the baby gets upset at the reception you take it outside yeah you know, you yeah. know or take it to another space but i i really get the feeling the mother was concerned that somewhere in the middle of the ceremony and the vows, suddenly you're going to hear a screaming baby. Yeah. Which is not really what she had in mind. Sure. I get right. that. Paying a lot of money for this fancy event. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But I think there's a compromise to there's There's something in between the baby not being there and the baby literally being on the front row. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like there's 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 a middle ground. Yeah. And there's yeah. money. So, I mean, clearly, you're having a, a black tie wedding. There's money. Yes. You can pay for people. You can make this happen. Yep. You'll be fine. You can figure it out. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Yeah. Okay. Nancy, you're up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Dear wedding confessionals, my fiance is a huge family, and subsequently they make up more than half the guest list, by, but my parents are paying for the wedding. Our guaranteed guest amount is 175 and it will definitely go over that amount with members of his extended family. Should my parents pay for the overage, or should I ask his family to chip it? Who oh. gets to answer this one? All of us. We all do. Okay. What do you think? You know what? You're the one that's been the parent in two weddings. You're definitely starting this one. I think, you know, if you have 175 you divide it in half. And that portion is what everybody gets and if somebody wants to bring extra guests then they get to pay for their extra guests boom i like it yeah especially listen it sounds like her parents have kind of graciously been like this is what we can afford we can do especially the 175 so if you are asking more than that and they're not playing anything yeah they should totally pay yeah also have you even how do i say this i know money's weird and having money conversations with your new in-laws is very weird but have you even, has anyone even entertained the idea of even asking them? Maybe they don't think it's a big deal. 
Yeah. But I mean, you that, know? that would be very presumptuous of them to simply say, I'm going to invite 500 people and you get to pay for it. I think, you know, right. there there is a reality. People, yeah. People have a certain reality. And you can say, we can afford X number of guests and you're perfectly welcome. Sorry. You're perfectly welcome to invite as many people as you want. Yeah. But you will pay for the overage. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy. No. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's what we did at our wedding. We we had 80 guests, and we split it up. Mm-hmm. You have 40, I got 40. Invite who you want, friends, family, there you go. Yeah. And the thing is, is that it sounds like uh, when I first read the first part when it said the 175, I thought it was the space that's all they could hold. Mm. But it sounds like that's just what they've budgeted for. Yeah. yeah. So if, it's, if the space allows it and they want to have them, there's a good chance they'll pay for them. Yeah. I don't think, I think that having the conversation, and like we've always said before, usually when it comes to talking to in-laws about uncomfortable topics, make it your to, your to be, is it groom, bride, do we know? Your, your fiance. Your fiance, right. Your fiance, make that their job. Their conversation with yeah. their family. But it's only uncomfortable if you make it uncomfortable. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, I hate to say a thing like this, but it's business. Yeah. It's That's money. It's business and mm-hmm. it's money, you know. So if that's what they would prefer to do, go for it. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to have the conversation. I think just... it's. I think it's necessary. Yeah, it is. But I can see where it's hard. You know, you're. These are new family members that you don't know, and you're learning, and you don't want to piss people off, like right at the beginning of your marriage, and you well, want to make everybody happy. And but on the other hand, you'll be pissed off because suddenly you got to fork out all his money. <laughs> your parents will be. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, parents are broke and pissed off at you. All these random strangers at this huge event. Yeah, <laughs> second, second cousin, once yeah. removed. Right. <laughs> you know, with food that isn't eaten and everything else. You know, it's just. It's a little bit crazy. Oh, and now Ruth's uncomfortable. All this, all this money talk has made ah. Ruth uncomfortable. She's had to leave She's the out. room. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I agree. Have have the talk and, and I think the family should should. I also pony think, up. yeah, <laughs> the, sometimes the unknown is scarier than the reality. And I think that you've spooked yourself at what this conversation is going to be. And there's a good chance that it's not going to be that bad. No. They're either going to be reasonable and be like, oh, I didn't realize this was like, a, we can take people off the list. Or they'll be like, oh, what what money you do you need? We'll make it work. Or, right. We want to mm-hmm. invite 50 more people. So, you know, how much is it? Yeah. Yep. I think that, yeah, have the conversations now. Don't spring it on them later. Give people no. time to plan because if it is a financial investment that they need to make, you want to give people time. And then it gives them the option of choice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, good. And okay. I'm sorry that you have to do with this, but I think that you'll solve this. I think it'll be okay. Let us know how it goes. Yes, and let us know because we're doing those <laughs> follow-up episodes and we they're fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all the confessionals. That's it. Pam, how do you still have wine left get- in your glass? Um, this night is weird. You take off a sweater. You got a full glass of wine. We're done with confessionals. Who this are you? This is number two. And oh. I had a long one to read. So okay. I wanted to make sure I could get through it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Twice. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I can do it now. I can finish. Oh Yeah. Now you're just going to down it during bridal break. Pretty I love much. it. <laughs> okay. Ready to go on to bridal breaks? Yes. Okay. Bridal breaks Um, for all of our newer listeners are... um suggestions we give not only to brides oh my god she's literally drinking i love Mm -hmm. you um not only to brides but to anyone planning a wedding of just fun things to do that have nothing to do with wedding planning so you can remember that you're a whole human that has other interests and that this isn't your whole life 
and you should enjoy yourself and not just be worried about budgets and crazy, you know, bridesmaid drama. You can just enjoy your life a little bit. Be a human. Yes. Yes. Pamela, you going to go? You going to go first? I will. Okay. Seasonal I'm cocktail? kind of excited about this one. Okay, good. I found it on the cocktailproject.com. Okay. And it's called, it's, it's a holiday drink. It's good. called Holly Jolly Punch. And it has triple sec. It has vodka, cranberry juice, ginger ale, orange juice, and then it has cinnamon, allspice, and nutmeg kind of on top. Oh, I like the spicy stuff. Oh, is yeah. it a big like bowl of punch or is it individual glasses? It's is like it... a bowl. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like a good punch bowl. Yes. That but sounds like, fun. Oh, with the ginger ale with all of that? A little bite in there? I, I like would, it. What about ginger beer? I'd maybe swap it out. Sure. Yeah. Ginger give a little beer, teeth. ginger ale. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like it. That's fun. Good, What's it called again? Holly Jolly Punch. That's cute. Just put a sign to make sure that the kids don't drink this one. Yes, please. <laughs> it does have a really cartoony name. It does sound it does. like, yay. Yay, you like this. We don't want to have that kind of a memorable Christmas no. party. That's not really great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Um, Nancy, what is your bridal break for the week? Well, I think, given all of the stress that people are under during this, that it's a really nice idea to get in your pajamas and put on a movie or movies that you remember from your childhood that make you feel special or make you cry. So you turn off your phone, you shut everything down, significant other elsewhere, and just <laughs> take a little bit of time to immerse yourself in another world so that you can forget about all this other nonsense and uh, just take a couple hours to yourself and cry if you have to and smile if you have to and that that's what I would do. I like the idea of like if you're frustrated you can kind of cry via a sad movie. Exactly. And then it's about and kind the of movie. let it out. Yeah. 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 Let like it you just, just have emotions. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah. you know, something that you know is going to get you. I mean, for me, it's uh, guess who's coming to dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's that scene at the end when Spencer Tracy says to the new couple that if you love each other half as much as he and his wife love each other, then it's enough. And that every moment, every time I see that, I'm like, <laughs> but half and half as much as is enough yeah what is a movie mm. from your childhood pam that you would i'm going to recommend one too i want to know like give me a little insight what would you put on to be like this makes me feel things i'm going to laugh i'm going to cry and something that you loved watching when you were younger i loved watching when i was younger do you want um, me to go next so you can think yes okay i did throw this at you very quickly okay because <laughs> she threw an example well i mean i had a movie that like popped up but it's not from like i mean to me it was like seasonal because i've got christmas on the mind yeah. like i love love actually right now like, oh yeah this mm-hmm. time of year is such an amazing movie just to put on and just i love that movie so good yeah i'm trying to think like my right when you said that like the movie that snapped in my head that i would just drop everything and just like watch and like be into and laugh and cry is a league of their own mm. oh. I, love the, I know that yeah 
I've never owned it, but I bet if you popped it in right now, I would think potentially know every line. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I you do. You would know every line. I love that movie. And again, <laughs> I cry at certain parts. I laugh at other parts. The ending's so great. It's so emotional. Yes. Oh, my and gosh. There's Girl just some, power. <laughs> something about being able to escape yes. from that. Yes. And just, you know, not have to think about other things. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah, it a that's lot. A, that's a good bridal break. <sighs> No, I want to watch that movie. Um, <laughs> my, my final break is um, also sort of about your childhood. Um, it is, um, there's a book that I saw, it's so funny. I saw some like, I don't even know who I was following on Twitter, but they recommended this book that I guess they either like were a colleague of this person or friends or they said, my friend's coming out with this book. You guys should check it out. This mm-hmm. woman named um, Gabrielle Moss. And she created this book called Paperback Crush. And it's the total radical history of 80s and 90s teen fiction. And it's basically a really detailed history of um, YA novels. Oh, and yes. it's tons of pictures. So when I saw this Twitter the thing that came out, this little blast that somebody put out saying, my friend has this book coming out, you should check it out. I was like, I kind of thought, I kind of like that idea of the book. So I clicked on the Amazon you know, details, was reading a little bit about it and saw some of the preview pictures. So I pre-ordered it mm-hmm. and totally forgot about it. <laughs> and then it popped in the mail and I'm like, what is this book? And I'm like, oh, it's right. Like a month ago, I ordered this. <laughs> so I re- read it over a weekend and it's got tons of pictures. There's a whole section on Babysitter's Club. There's a section mm-hmm. on Sweet Valley High. There's a section on all like the Fear Street and like all those like R.L. Flowers Str- in yeah. the Attic. Yeah, Flowers in the Attic, R.L. Stein. And she yeah. goes back to sort of like the origin of when this sort of pop culture books specifically for teens started becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And the business behind it, she interviewed a bunch of people that wrote for them, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. They're all mostly ghostwriters that just write over these fake names. Really? Yeah. Some of them are really written by the one person mm-hmm. and other ones is just totally fake. Like V.C. Wow. Andrews is like not V.C. Andrews. Well, yes. Yeah. But it's a lot like that and trying to see which ones became series and it's just really interesting. So I think it's a good gift too for anyone who's since we're in the holidays and you might be looking for what's a gift. Ca- what's it called? Again? It's called Paperback Crush by Gabrielle Moss. And I it's like so pretty, it. isn't it fun? It is. It's like a mini, it's like not a total size of a, um, it's a little softback, but it's a, not totally the size of a coffee table book, but it's a little bigger than like an actual normal like Paperback. novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's yeah. fun. So yeah, that's my bridal break for the week. I like and that is the show. That's it. Mm. Oh my gosh, Nancy. I had so much fun. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That was so much fun. It was fun. Do you have any like shows coming up that you want to plug? Is there anything that's going to be released soon? What what TV shows are you working on right now? Well, that... we're working on Good Girl Season 2, which will air right after the Olympics on NBC. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's a black comedy, but it's actually really well written and... It's kind of a sleeper, um, but it's funny, and we're hoping it it will be a success. We like it. So. Yeah. You're having fun? Uh, yes. It's a tough show. <laughs> it's a yeah. tough... It, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a tough one. But, uh, yeah. No, it's it's really good. So That's cool. I like Check it out. NBC yes. after the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Now I'm excited for the Olympics. I know. <laughs> I forgot. I did too. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) She got me so pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Such a nerd. Um, Pammy, do you want to um, tell everybody a little bit about our show? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we do it in the form of a quiz. Mm -hmm. Um, We, uh, by we, I I mean, I put a quiz together for Pam to take every time. Yeah. So Pam, uh, we have a website. What is it? 
weddingconfessionals.com. From there, you can find show notes, uh, links to all the things we talk about in the episodes. Mm -hmm. Why are you giggling? Because you said show nuns. Oh, show notes. <laughs> Give us some show notes, y'all. And then we're going to do some social media on there. You want me to do the rest of it in my Southern accent? Please. Okay, let's see. I'm originally from Georgia. Yes. Okay, let me see if I can you do You got it. this. Bring it back. I got to find it. I should have had more to drink than it comes to come out. Okay. Um. So we're on social media. Where can you find us? On Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram and Pinterest. Where can you find links to all them sites? <laughs> On weddingconfessionals.com. You want me to keep going? <laughs> yes. I can do it. Okay. Um, I'm going to giggle every time, but yes. Y'all need to send us your confessionals. <laughs> <laughs> there are three different ways. You can send us an email. What's the email, Pamela? Weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Y'all can e also leave us a voicemail. <laughs> From there, we just take it and transcribe it. Don't even worry about nothing. We will take out your name. We'll do all that. <laughs> but you just leave us a phone number. Now, yes. Pammy sometimes yes. gets the phone number right. And by sometimes, I mean almost Once. never. <laughs> Once. Pammy, what do you think the phone number is that people can leave messages? 434-933-2663. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, girl. Hey, what? look at you, you're so smart. Look at that. My friend Pam's a smarty. The third way to tell everybody about your confessional is to go to our website, which is what? Weddingconfessionals.com. Y'all head on a tab. Which one is it? Tell us your secret. That's it, girl. <laughs> I can't believe how well I'm doing at this. <laughs> From there, you just, just type in your stuff. Just let us know clickety-clack into the Tell Us Your Super Secret. easy. Just a little box says name. All anonymous. All, we don't know. Mm -mm. You got to tell us. Hit send. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a whole episode in my Southern accent. Okay. Okay, sorry. Let me try to do the last part. <laughs> also, y'all, you got to go to iTunes slash Apple Podcast and leave us a review you got to give us five stars. Five stars. And hit subscribe. Yes. Because we move up in their algorithm. All we want for Christmas is five stars and a review. That's all we want. Maybe a bottle of wine. Okay, yes. <laughs> Some sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, please. Um, yeah. So, um, sorry, I have to go back into it. I keep falling <laughs> out of it. <gasps> um Besides Apple Podcasts and iTunes, you can find us on a bunch of different other sites that has our website, has, has our podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Besides Apple Podcasts, Pamela, yes. in alphabetical order, mm -hmm. see how many you know, where else can you find our podcast? Castbox. Yes. Castro. Mm -hmm. Downcast. Girl. <laughs> um... Google Play. Sing it. Um, iHeartRadio. Preach. Um, Overcast. Get it. Player FM. Oh, shoot. Let's go. <laughs> Keep going. Um, um, I'm, 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 I'm hoping I'm, you get I'm, them I'm, all so I don't have to do it in this accent. Nope, you're going to have to. <laughs> Um, it's still in the P's. I know. Well, you there's a player, lot of P's. You did Player FM. What yes. comes after Player FM? You know the answer. You're just not thinking. Podcast. 
No, it's Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Pod Bean. Pod Paradise. Pod Tail. Podcast Attic. Podcast Land. Podcast Republic. Radio Public. Spotify. Stitcher Radio. And YouTube. <laughs> I have to stop. It hurts my brain. You did really good. Thanks. You are still a Southern girl. Thanks, y'all. I never actually had that accent when I lived in the South. It was basically <laughs> just this with extra y'alls. <laughs> It was not at all like that. Were you just um, channeling your aunt? I mean, some of them do talk like that. I can't. There are are very different accents, too, because I didn't always live in the South. So Mm -hmm. there's everyone has weird accents. My whole family has very bizarre accents that don't make sense. Like me. I don't actually sound like I grew up in the South. No, you don't. Right. I talk too fast. (laughs) Way too fast. Right. (laughs) Oh, my God, y'all. That's why I slow down when I talk Southern. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's it that's it nancy hey thank you you made it through <laughs> we did pamela yes you did great you got the phone number what <laughs> and that's it we out we'll All see right. you guys next week bye mm-hmm. bye bye special thanks to andy schreier for our adorable theme song and david kancherwitz for our fantastic logo and ramsey Millette and brian maylard for their technical support if you want to learn more about our show, where you got to go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.